Welcome to the How to Code Well podcast, a show all about web development and programming. My name is Peter Fisher. I am a freelance web and mobile applications developer. Hello, coders, and welcome to another How to Code Well podcast. I've got the pleasure of being joined once again by Adam Culp from Beachcasts. Hi, Adam. How's it going? Have you had a good week? Hi, Peter. Yeah, it's been a very good week. Thanks for asking. Awesome. Awesome. (laughs) Today, we're going to be talking about teaching and learning code with Beachcasts. Before we get into that, let's talk about your speaking. Um, So where have you spoken to recently? Because you've gone off to various different places. You've been a busy man. I have been. I, you know, I average about 10 events a year. Uh, there were, there were years where I got up to 15, but generally I average about 10 events a year. That's almost one a month. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so yeah, so most recently where was I, I went to Cascadia PHP and Portland was my most recent one. That was a fun event. It, it's a small event. It's a small regional event up in Portland, but it's a, it's, it's a nice, because everybody there is is just so nice and friendly, it really makes it inviting and a good lineup of speakers, you know, hanging out with the buddies and so (laughs) forth and uh, buddies being of all genders. But, uh, but yeah, it was a, it was a fun time. Awesome. Awesome. And what, uh, what topics have you been, been uh, speaking about? So lately I've been talking a lot about APIs. Um, I've been really busy with APIs, hypermedia, Um, you know, that's really been the sweet spot. And that's what I'm submitting to a lot of conferences these days is, is along the lines of, of APIs. Now, not just an API though, because, uh, have, you know, building an API is fine, but more along the lines of refactoring a legacy application to an API, right. And, and trying to build your stack to be API first. Right. And and that's been a lot of fun. I really enjoy that. That's kind of my sweet spot when I was consulting most recently. So that's what I'm speaking on. That's really interesting. API first. So I've heard of mobile first, obviously, um, designing a, a you know a front end, but mobile yep. first. I've, I haven't heard of that phrase being being coined yet. That's uh, an interesting topic. Yeah, I don't know. Actually, I think mobile first and API first are kind of the same thing, right? Because ultimately you're building an API and then you build your front end to then serve whatever endpoint you're you're trying to cater toward. Uh-huh. And uh, so so with API first, it is that is like, OK, let me build my API. Let me have all my all my business logic, everything there in one place. And then whether I'm connecting to it from a web front end, whether I'm connecting to it from a mobile front end or or, or whatever, right? Even if it's just an API, if you just want to open it up to your customers and let mm-hmm. them connect to it without any sort of GUI, you've, you're, you're able to cater to all that and your business logic is all encompassed there. So when the time comes to modernize with the new JavaScript framework of your choice when, or, or anything for that matter, whatever it'll be years from now, all you do is throw away your front end. Your API is still going to stay the same. It's still going to be the, the data and the business logic behind the scenes. So it just makes sense. Yeah, that's very true. Very, very true. Um, awesome. So w- we're recording this now in October. Um, is Have you got any other events coming up next this year or have you got events coming up next year? Uh, I do quite a few, actually. Um, I got so in next week, I'm going to be speaking in PHP World in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. Um, so in there, I'm going to be speaking about hypermedia, talking about all things hypermedia. And hypermedia might not be what everybody thinks it is. Ooh. But that being said, uh, so the talk is going to be ta- breaking ground on some of that thinking because we as web developers tend to just encompass everything in hypermedia, meaning, you know, uh, it links and things contained in the API return or the response. Mm-hmm. But there's more to it than to, there's more to hypermedia than that. So I'm going to kind of introduce that and, um, and, and maybe change some ways some minds think mm-hmm. and, and, and look at things. Then after PHP World next week, my next event after that, I'm going to Dortmund, Germany, and I'm going to be speaking in PHP Roar 
Okay. I think that's how you pronounce it. It's <laughs> R-U-H-R. Um, and there I'm going to be talking about refactoring a legacy application using middleware. And that's much what I was just talking about a minute ago, where you're, I'm using middleware to create a REST API. And then uh, through stages, using the Strangler pattern, we, we modernize to this API with a brand new front end. Or actually, we... Actually, what we're going to do is we're going to make the front end anorexic to the point where it is just front end and then all your data and business logic are using the API behind it. Mm. And then and then at that point, then you can change your front end much more easily. Mm. Right. Legacy applications aren't that way. Mm. So now. So let's see. After Dortmund. um Actually, in Dortmund, I'm also talking about hypermedia as well. So I'm going to be giving that talk again there. Wow. Um, and then after that, then I've got a I've got a pretty hellish first week in January. <laughs> in the end of November, I'm flying to Japan, and I'm going to be t- speaking at the 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 J- Japan PHP conference in in uh, Tokyo. I'm going to be speaking there on on Sunday, and I guess they have like 1,700 developers attending this oh, one-day wow. conference in Tokyo, Japan. Um, after I get done speaking there, I'm going to fly home, do my laundry, get everything all cleaned up, and then fly right back out to Brazil because I'm going to be speaking at Brazil then um, just a few days later. So almost back-to-back conferences wow. with just enough of a break to, uh, yeah. to come home and do laundry. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because uh, I remember like when we were messaging each other, we were trying to fit in a <clears throat> diary when you're actually going to be able to, to be in front of a microphone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> super, super yep. busy. Yeah. Wow. It is, it is, and it's, but it's going to be a lot of fun. Those are, I mean, so, so I haven't been to any of those events actually as a speaker. So that's four brand new events for me, um, mm. which is, that's unusual in its own right. Right. But, uh, but yeah, so I got four brand new events over the next, uh, next, next three months here. Wow. That's nuts. Um, I mean, you've, you, you've spoken to, and you've, you've, uh, had lots of talks all over the place, all over the world. Um, is there mm-hmm. any conferences that, uh, you would really like to go to, but you, you haven't for some unknown reason been able to get to, or you, you haven't spoken that yet? Um, oh, there's, there's so many good ones. Um, and, and you know what I mean? I just, so I look at, when I look at a conference and I look, uh, usually when I submit to a CFP for a conference, it's because I want to go to the conference legitimately. It's not just because I want another checkbox for a conference. It's because I want to engage with developers in that area. Mm-hmm. When I submitted talks for PHP Roar, which is coming up uh, next month. Mm-hmm. It's because Beachcast, our number two demographic of, of listeners and watchers of Beachcast is in Germany. And I was like, okay, well, I need to be in Germany. Yeah. Um, you know, because, uh, you know, US is by far our largest audience, but then the next, next in line is Germany. So I was kind of surprised by that. But, but at the same time, I was like, okay, well, if I've got watchers there, I need to go talk to my audience. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, so that's why I submitted to Germany and PHP Roar is a, is a good event. It's, yeah. it's been a good solid event, uh, year over year from, what I've seen, and and I've not been there. So, uh, and I like Germany. I, I do enjoy Germany. I was in Germany for three and a half years back in the late '80s um, when I did my stint in the military, and uh, and and I really liked it there. So, awesome. um, I mean, it's not my only times in Germany, but that's I was there for three and a half years. So sure. I do understand Germany a little bit after yeah. being there for three and a half years. So, so may I ask what you were doing um, in the military? Um, so I, so I worked in a unit that was actually part of the INF treaty with the Russians. I was in Germany during a really groundbreaking time to be in the military. Um, so we were, uh, we were in the midst of the INF treaty with Russia where we destroyed medium range missiles and, uh, and, and they also destroyed medium range missiles. And so I was in the unit that was actually part of that. Uh, I was also there when the wall came down in Berlin. So, uh, so it was a very historic time and I really enjoyed being there. Um, not to mention really enjoying Germany during that time. Yeah. Oh, I never knew that about you, Adam. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. So you mentioned, uh, you mentioned that, um, going to, to, uh, speak to the audience. Um, so let's move on to, uh, let's move on to the old, uh, streaming and YouTube stuff that we've been doing recently. (laughs) So, I mean, you've, last time you were on the show, uh, was the 25th of January. You were actually episode number five of this podcast. That was, uh, yeah. yeah, nuts, isn't it? So, so that was one month in. Uh, yes. Yeah. One month <laughs> in, one month in, I was still cutting my teeth. Um, <laughs> so, 
in terms of beach casts and, and, and streaming and everything you've been doing uh, and content creation, what, what has changed uh, since, since then? Wow, that's been that's that's been quite a bit actually. So so like I said, one month in was actually me. I I started Beachcast in December, right? Uh, right around Christmas time, and then so when I spoke with you last, I was I had been doing it for a month, and I was already like three, maybe four episodes in, something like that. That's a, yeah, um, yeah. So my my beginning idea for Beachcast was that I wanted to hack on some new things, right? I just I really wanted to get my hands back in the code because when in consulting, I was I was tending for many years actually to consult with people and and teach developers proper coding and teach them how to do these refactorings and things like that. But I wasn't actually doing it anymore. And I was starting to get stale. And I was, uh, you know, I was I was on a consulting gig and I was talking with some developers and they said, well, how would you do this? I said, well, I really have no idea. (laughs) And and they looked at me, they're like, well, we're paying you all this money to be a consultant. I said, you know what, you're absolutely right. I need to get my hands back in the code. I need to get up on some of these new things. So so I thought, okay, let me go ahead. I, I, I want to do it, but I might as well share with people while I'm doing it because I really enjoy sharing. I really enjoy training and teaching and mentoring. So I thought, okay, let me go ahead. I will stream it on Twitch as I'm playing with these things and share it with other people. Well, I started doing that, but then I found myself preparing ahead of time uh, almost as much as it was to actually do the videos, right? And and then after I recorded them on Twitch, I was then exporting to YouTube and putting it out as a video. Mm-hmm. And and that for like I did that for like the first eighteen episodes. And after a while, I thought, you know what, it's it's too much of a hassle for me to do this on Twitch, and I'm not really doing what I intended with Twitch. I'm not really doing it live. I'm rehearsing it. And then I'm doing it. Twitch is nothing more than just a way for me to record it and export it to YouTube. So I started recording, just recording, not even doing it on Twitch, just recording it and and doing much more finished videos. So I've made a, since the very beginning, I've incrementally, every single episode, I do one improvement, right? I improve my lighting or improve the, the, um, the, the, uh, yeah, the, uh, the, the the quality of the video itself, sure. uh, the resolution. For yes. some reason, resolution wasn't coming <laughs> to my lips. I, I was thinking resolution, but it wasn't coming. Um, so, uh, you know, improving the resolution, improving the software that mm-hmm. I use to create the videos, um, you know, and doing various things. So it's just been incrementally every single episode doing it better and better and yeah. better. And I think, I mean, although it's still not as high quality as it could be, for me, just being a programmer and doing this, I think I, I think the quality of the most recent Beachcasts are, are pretty good as far yeah. as lighting and audio and and everything else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And so that's been my thing is doing that. So now I'm I'm pretty much I got pretty much to the point where okay I'm just recording these videos. It, it takes me 25 maybe 30 minutes to record, and then I spend three or four hours editing, mm-hmm. getting it just right, including some B-roll, including maybe some additional sounds, some other links, things like that. And so I'm spending about roughly four to five hours per video to get it out. Um, And I thought, okay, now that I've got that kind of rolling, right, and I'm doing pretty well, actually. I mean, the people people seem to like it. So I appreciate all my watchers out there for for seeming to like it. And and I hope you're all getting something out of them. and now I've decided, you know what, I, I really want to do Twitch. I really want to do some live coding and be able to share with people in that way as well. Um, so I'm going to do that also. Awesome. So I'm going to do and it's going to be totally different. My my initial idea now is that I want to do some live coding on Twitch that doesn't find its way to YouTube. Um, I, I know I, I did just record one last week that I pushed out to YouTube, and that might still happen. Mm-hmm. But uh, if it's a really good episode, if I think people really need it, last week I recorded, for instance, uh, hacking, trying to get Swole up mm-hmm. and running on yeah. my local environment yeah, in a I Docker container. That, that was cool. <laughs> yeah, and I and I pushed that out to YouTube because I thought there's a lot of people that, that I think could really benefit from that yeah. who might not find it on Twitch. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to go ahead and do that uh, to YouTube as well. I probably won't do that very often. I recorded, you know, two or three more streams last week that I didn't push to YouTube because, you know, I, I again, it just wasn't my intent. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is very much just rough. It's Adam sitting at his desk and maybe talking to you while I'm sitting here hacking on something. And um, 
So that's kind of where I am at the moment is I'm, I'm going to do some more Twitch videos and continue to do the more polished videos for YouTube uh, it, when I find topics that people need. Um, but I'm having a lot of fun with it. It's, yeah. uh, it is fun. I, yeah. I enjoy it. Well, I, I've certainly noticed the uh, production quality increase in your videos since, since January the 25th. I've got that, yeah. I've got that down in bold because it was like, you know, <laughs> episode five in capitals. Um, so yeah, I mean, I've seen, I've seen a big improvement and we, we, we discuss ourselves, you know, we have conversations, uh, we've mm -hmm. got, um, a, a discord server that we, we both jump on and, and talk about YouTube and streaming and all that stuff uh, yep. privately. And, um, just hearing the ideas that we have bouncing off of each other is, is, is fantastic. And the, it is. and it's the, it's, it's kind of like, um, an evolution of content and, and the way the content is created because you, you said that, you know, the editing takes, you know, three, four, five hours, right. Which I can totally understand <laughs> from a content creator <laughs> myself. But when you're, when you're streaming, that amount of hours is taken up doing it live. So yes. it's not like you're doing it quicker. Uh, it, it's just, uh, it's, it's like you said, it's less polished, but it's, it's more raw. Yeah. But I think that gives the audience something extra. It's kind of the, it's more engaging in a live. Yeah, it's, it's different, right? Yeah. Um, so, so the thing is with, with Twitch, it's, it's different. So when I'm recording YouTube videos, I'm spending two, maybe, maybe three hours getting ready beforehand, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, cause I, I, I build my outline. I don't build the whole script. Mm -hmm. I, it's not scripted at all. As far as my words go, my words are totally off the cuff as I'm doing the recording. Mm -hmm. However, I do have an outline that I follow bullet point one, two, three, four. Here are the steps that I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. Um, now, I do pre-prepare code snippets that I can copy and paste. So I'm not typing and fumbling with my keyboard during the YouTube videos. And again, that's because they're meant to be more clean. They're meant to be more concise. So when people are watching a 10 to a 15 minute video, they get the information right now. Mm -hmm. um, that was some of the feedback I received early on from some of the watchers of Beachcast was that, you know what, you spent 20 minutes doing this. It could have been done in nine. And I'm like, you know what, you're exactly right. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I thought that was positive feedback. It wasn't, they weren't saying it nasty. Mm -hmm. They were just saying, Hey, you could have done that faster. And then I wouldn't have had to watch for 20 minutes to get nine minutes worth of worth of content. That's very true. So, yeah. yeah. So I took that to heart and I said, okay, let me try to do that. So I've, I have uh, been more, more concise in the way that I do things on the, on the YouTube channel. However, Twitch is different with Twitch. You know, people are saying, hey, you know, I, I want you, I'm going to leave you playing in the background while I'm coding too. Right. And they want, they want that interaction. They want people to ver or validate that they are in there, right? It's mm -hmm. like, hey, John, thanks for showing up or whatever, you know, and, and, and get the little bit of back and forth. Um, you know, interactions, people want that. Yeah. They, they don't want, they don't necessarily always want to just watch a video and get it done quickly. Mm -hmm. They might just want something in the background instead of listening to whatever the current trance is. Right. Mm -hmm. um, excuse <laughs> me. And so that being said, I found that, uh, now that's kind of difficult for me because my last couple of streams, I found myself falling into the routine of teaching, Right. And that's not really what a stream is. A stream right. is not necessarily direct teaching. Mm -hmm. And, and I, and it's going to be something that I struggle with at first because it's, it's something that I've done for so long is speaking at conferences, speaking on Beachcast. It's I teach, mm -hmm. but in the stream, it's not that in the stream, it's, it's uh, interacting while you do it. And you might, you might explain your thinking behind what you're doing, but you're not teaching it. It's a much different thing. Yeah. It's, yeah, I, I, I admit I struggled with this myself with, uh, you know, you do a, a video which is supposed to be polished and stuff on YouTube, and then you go to Twitch, and you're still in that mindset of, of, uh, of teaching. I mean, like I said, there is still an element of explaining, but there's also yeah. a, a massive element of just discovering and 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 failing, and then yep. trying to solve the problem. Whereas if it was on YouTube, you would have already come up with that problem before you or solved that problem before you uh, before you actually did the recording, um, exactly. because that is what you're teaching <laughs> right right yeah yeah because yeah, it because it is different between teaching and teaching and, and just uh 
being social. Yeah. Right? And, and yeah. like you said, the audience is totally different. I, I had someone recently on the stream who, who, who said, you know, are you going to be on for the next few hours? Cause I'm, I'm dropping off cause I need to have my dinner. And then he came back yeah. and it's like, you don't get that on YouTube uh, unless, no. unless of course no. you stream on YouTube. But right. so I started streaming on YouTube. Um, and then I noticed that the audience was different streaming yes. on YouTube to actually watching a pre-recorded thing. So that was my sort yeah. of mind shift to hang on a minute. Yeah. I'm actually talking to two different audiences here. So perhaps right. I need to have two different platforms. <laughs> yeah. So I, so the one that I did where I shared it last week, uh, I was using, I was doing Swole and playing with that. And I was actually using Restream and sending to both YouTube and Twitch at the same time. Right. And the neat thing is, is Restream, their chat allows you to see who's chatting from where, right? Because yeah. in the chat, you see a little YouTube logo or a Twitch logo beside the person who's chatting. Mm -hmm. and that was interesting. So it allowed me to separate that. And I realized that my YouTube folks were actually very talkative. Mm -hmm. I had like 15 people on YouTube and four or five on Twitch. And the Twitch folks were being very quiet. And the YouTube people were, were talking a lot more. And uh, unfortunately, the YouTube wasn't carrying over to my chat for part of the time. I did happen to have it open in another tab, so I was get, still getting it. But um, now that being said, I, I did put out a poll on my computer community tab um, on on YouTube, and I asked, I said, you know, where would you where would you like to see me stream? Would you like to see me stream on YouTube and Twitch? Would you like to see me Twitch on YouTube on Twitch, or or do you not watch streams and don't care? Right. Mm -hmm. And those were the four choices. I did get a couple that say I don't watch streams. I really don't care. Uh, but I got nobody that said they wanted it just on YouTube or just on Twitch. Right. Right. Uh, now, keep in mind, I asked that on YouTube. Right. <laughs> so uh, so that's kind of the kind of to be expected. However, I was surprised that nobody said, uh, you know, anything about Twitch. But they did say, you know, do it on both versus just doing it on YouTube or just doing it on Twitch. So. So I need to come to terms with that. I need to figure out how I want to do that because, you know, as as you're aware, if you grow to a certain point on Twitch, eventually they might offer you to become a partner or affiliate or something like that. And at that point, you're not really allowed, no, you know, if you want to monetize on Twitch that way, you're not really allowed to put your content somewhere else simultaneously. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now you can you can stream on Twitch and in the next day mm -hmm. push it out to YouTube or something like that, but you can't really do live streaming. So that's kind of problematic because while I would like to continue growing both networks, I now have to make a choice. Okay, sure. do I yeah. just do I just stream on YouTube because I've already got 1100 followers and mm. subscribers on mm. YouTube uh whereas on Twitch right now I'm sitting at 70, mm. right? So so it's a big difference. Mm. Um or do I want to go ahead and just continue with Twitch and continue growing it because it will grow. I mean it's uh it's even though I have less followers there it's only because I focused more on YouTube over the last 9 months. Yeah. Um I could certainly grow Twitch as well. Uh, but the thing is is do I want to? <laughs> um, now that being, I, I really do want to. I, I, I want to be able to reach both audiences because I think that there are many people who are on Twitch and not they don't bother with YouTube, and there are many people on YouTube that are like, "What's a Twitch?" Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so I don't know. It's a it's a conundrum. I just don't know how I'm going to handle that yet. I'm still yeah. still trying to come to terms with it. <laughs> I guess at the end of the day, the the whole idea of us doing this is is to share knowledge. And so exactly. it doesn't, yeah. I mean, as long as someone is getting some positive out of it, regardless of what platform it's on, that's good. Yeah. And, and that's the most troublesome part of it. It's like, okay, well, do I just say, you know what, I'm just not going to monetize on Twitch. Cause I can do that. I yeah, can not yeah. monetize on Twitch. Yeah. I mean, I, I do okay as a developer, uh, a developer advocate now. Uh -huh. Um, and I, you know, I can do things in other ways. I could, I could have affiliates. I could do branding if I decided to do branding. And there's probably more money on that than there ever will be on, on, uh, on the monetization of Twitch in any way. Um, I think, I think some of the, the largest programming Twitch streamers are still at 15,000, uh, subscribers or, or followers rather. And, and I don't know how much money there is in, in that many. Now, of course, if you have a, a hundred thousand or, or even a million followers, that's a much different ballgame, right? Mm. It, it, when you, if, if you, if I were to become that big, then it might be a problem, but I don't think it, even if I do ever reach 15,000 followers on Twitch. I don't know that the money is really 
more than I could make just in branding deals if I were to go that route. Well, so, and yeah. Now, so. now I, I do want to throw in a caveat. Mm-hmm. Monetization of YouTube and Twitch is not my motivation. Uh, my motivation is helping people. Yeah. Um, I'm just being cognizant that, hey, there might be another avenue for some possible revenue. It's not that I want to do it. I just want to be cognizant of it. And and um, Twitch has... um. Yeah, Twitch is growing up, right? I mean, they, they all are, but Twitch Twitch has grown up a, a lot recently. But it's still quite centered around gamers. So mm-hmm. with the with the whole affiliation stuff, yes, you you do get monetization with the ads and subscribers and so forth. But there is so much more that you could offer if you were gaming, right? So you could have in game purchases and loots and all right. that stuff, which we as programmers can't really do. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Here, buy this game on my sure, Twitch channel. Right. Oh, I realize yeah. I'm not about gaming, but you can still buy this game and then I get a royalty. Yeah. So, <laughs> so some of the stuff doesn't really make sense for the content that we're doing. But right. without without giving the game away too much, um, something I just want to mention is about watch time. Because mm-hmm. could, because you mentioned about the uh, you mentioned about the 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 decision as to whether or not to put it on both platforms. I was yes. I was having the same question with the podcast because the podcast goes out to all the podcast players, which is audio stuff, um, right. but it also goes to YouTube. And I was seriously thinking about creating a whole different YouTube channel specifically for the podcast. Um, yeah. And it's a decision that I've made that has actually harmed the channel because mm-hmm. um the these are like hour long videos yes so mm-hmm. i i had a whole bunch of 10 minute videos teaching tutorials then suddenly right. i put out an hour long thing and so the watch time goes down which means that youtube isn't going to promote your stuff as much as normal right i don't right. think many people who aren't content creators realize the actual mechanics that go behind all of this stuff um but yeah it's I don't know. I, I, I thought, well, you know, I'm, I'm recording it anyway. I might as well put it somewhere. And I, I ended right. up thinking that managing two platforms would be very, very tricky, you know, from the yeah. marketing side of it, just, just, just alone. It can be troublesome, right? I mean, uh, the, for, as, a, as a, for instance, the average watch time on my channel, on my YouTube channel, mm-hmm. is right around seven minutes, mm-hmm. right? So if I'm putting out if I'm putting out 15 minute videos, which as I mean, my sweet spot is 15 to 20 minutes. Um, if I'm putting out 15 to 20 minutes and people are watching seven minutes of that, uh, YouTube calculates the percentage and they say, okay, as a percentage, they watch this much of your video, you know, 70% of your video, sure. right? Uh, or it's not that high. What is it? More like 30, right? Mm-hmm. They, they watch 20 to 30% of your video. And what they what YouTube does in the algorithm is they say that, it, OK, if if you've got that much watch time, it means your video must be relevant. And therefore, we will rank it higher in search engines and we will put it out there so more people find it. Right. Yeah. When they're watching a video, when they're watching a video on Docker, will Beachcast video also on Docker come up in the next uh, the featured things to watch next? Right. Sure. And, and that's how they calculate that. Mm-hmm. And so the thing is, is when um, when now, now it's easy to get a high percentage of watch time on that because your video is somewhat shorter. Right. So sure. you can get it a 30 percent or up to 40 percent. However, when you're putting an hour of you fumbling with some code and trying to come to terms with something, chances are people aren't going to watch all that after the fact, right? They're going to watch a minute snippet here, then they're going to go forward another, uh, maybe 10 minutes later, watch another minute snippet. So what I found is my most recent one, for instance, was Swool. I put it out there and it was an hour and 20 minute video. And I, but people watched it for, uh, what was my average trying to think my, my average watch time went up to 10 minutes, right, right? Right. Which that sounds good. It's like, wow, they watched me for 10 whole minutes, but it was an hour and 20 minute video. So my right. percentage yeah. of watch time was so low that, mm-hmm. uh, that Google. Now I think that there was something at play there though, because for the longest time for like a, for like a day and a half, even though my watch time was only that, they said that it was a 30% watch time. And I was like, wait a minute, how does, 
how does 10 minutes translate to 30% of an hour and 20 minutes, right? Mm-hmm. So I think they were, pl- I think they play with the numbers a little bit and maybe give you some, uh, you know, some augmented reality there. Sure. Um, but the thing was, is I, I, I wanted to make that video better. So what I went is I, I went in and trimmed it down on YouTube because you can trim video down mm-hmm. inside YouTube and not have to re-upload it and everything else. I trimmed it down to 39 usable minutes thinking I'm going to help out my, con- I'm going to help out my users, help out my viewers. So it went from an hour and 20 minutes down to 39 minutes. Needless to say, now my watch time is two minutes on that video and they are calculating the watch time exactly. So, uh, you know, I'm getting like a 2% watch time or something mm. like that. Mm. So that, 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 yeah, lesson learned. I won't do that again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I'm not sure. I still have to test. I'm going to test this out. I'm not sure if it was the fact that 500 people had already watched it and then I trimmed it down. So they penalized me for that. Right. Or I'm not sure if it's because when it's a raw streamed video, they can they rank it higher. But as soon as you edit it, it's no longer a streamed video. And then they rank it actual. Right. right I right. don't know if that's the case. So so what I'm going to do is next time when I stream a video before a bunch of people watch it, I'm going to trim it down and see how the percentage is calculated. And then then I'll know. Right. Yeah. Then yeah. I'll know whether it's the fact that I edited it and now it's no longer considered a stream video. Mm-hmm. And maybe they do rank stream videos higher just because of that difference. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. I, I, I um, yeah, I, I've never tr- trimmed anything down on, on YouTube using their editor. They, I knew that they, they yeah. have a powerful editor, but... Um, it works uh, really well. It works really well. They've also got an audio library and all that other good stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, but I, I kind of like... Once it's there, it's there. And if it needs to, yeah. if it needs to be changed, I delete it. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I may be getting just a little bit too geeky on them <laughs> by analyzing all my numbers and really paying attention. But that, I enjoy that. I yeah. enjoy getting the numbers well, and looking at the statistics and stuff there's like a, that. There's a whole lot to content creation, you know, YouTube oh, and Twitch yeah. that, that just isn't really, um, isn't exposed, I don't think. You know, the, we could talk for an hour or more on the things that I've learned over the last nine months. And, yeah, uh, it's, and, it's phenomenal and, and just awe-inspiring the, the tools that Yahoo or, or the tools that Google and YouTube have created for that. Yeah, it's well, amazing. Well, let, let's not talk for over an hour because that means that there's an extra content <laughs> that I have to edit. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that'll make your watch time lower. Yeah. <laughs> So you, you mentioned, uh, you mentioned just then that, uh, you, you recently got 11, 1100 subscribers. So congratulations. Thank you. That. Yes. Um, that was quite an accomplishment. Yeah. Um, and especially in nine months. Right. Mm. Um, so my goal, when I started, when I started YouTube, I thought, okay, let's see how this goes. And immediately I was getting a hundred, a hundred and two hundred followers. I forget how many on YouTube as subscribers. I forget how many subscribers I had when you and I talked in January. It's probably a couple hundred by that point. I've averaged about, um, I've averaged almost, I want to say a hundred people a month. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, with a couple of months being a little bit higher, mm. um, I started out back at the beginning of the year, I was averaging four people a day, four subscribers a day. Mm-hmm. And I watched that increase to six subscribers per day average, then goes up to seven and then eight. Now I'm up to about 10 per day average, mm-hmm. um, at 1100 subscribers because YouTube adds you into the algorithm and gives you more visibility. So sure. people, so more people subscribe, but I'm right now I'm up to, up to about 10 per day mm-hmm. and uh, I'm sitting at 1100 subscribers. I just hit 1100. Um, you know, I was at a thousand and it just hit 1100, like, uh, three days ago, two or three days ago. Awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. really good. Congratulations. I was, yeah. I was speaking to someone, um, a couple of, couple of weeks ago about subscribers and, and I termed it like, you know, it's an, it's a revolution of a, of the snowball effect yeah, because yeah. the, because what I found was the, the subscribers after a certain milestone, you were able to get more qu- quicker. Um, yes. and yeah, I mean, the, the, getting the first thousand was such a tricky, tricky thing for for me. 
Yeah, it takes people years to get yeah, there. Yeah. Um, you know, and and I'm I'm very honored that people, uh, you know, they trusted and liked my content just within nine months to get me to that point. Because right. I know I know many people I've spoke with who have been doing it for for three four years and haven't hit a thousand yet. It, it does um, it does make you think though that um, that you know the more audience you have, the the more damage you can do to. Uh, your 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 audience. If you change the style, style of your content, which was such a massive question mark with me to uh, consider putting the podcast on the channel. Yeah, um, yeah. And then and then as I watched it slowly go down, I was like, oh no, I've made a, a bad decision. But um, I kind of took it like this is a brand, and so YouTube mm-hmm. is just a single platform where the brand right. lives. Um, right. the, the brand is also, you know, in, in various other places. So, you know, it, it's kind of like, as long as, as long as things are going in relatively the, the right direction, it's kind of like, it doesn't really matter too much how fast of a direction it's going in. As long as it's going right. in that direction, it's okay. Um, yeah. so that's what I was telling myself anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of the cool things, I mean, the statistics behind the scenes, mm. uh, YouTube gives the creators, um, they give us tools to give us statistics, just uh, tons of statistics. If you wanted, you could yeah. just sink tons of time in there. One of the things on there, you know, a few of the statistics. One is, of course, the average view time per video. That's important. Yep. The other thing is the number of click-throughs, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, the, the number of view time, of course, is all about your content. It's all about how you're giving content. Are you providing value to your users? And then, of course, the click-through is all about, did I create a good enough thumbnail and a good enough title to attract people to click it, right, sure. in order to watch the video in the first place? And so I keep it close. I keep close tabs on that. And then, but the other one that uh, that I was going to mention was subscribers, right? Mm-hmm. Although we can't see who subscribes and who unsubscribes um, within reason. I mean, we could surely, we could curate our list because mm-hmm. we have the list of all the subscribers in, in the, in the uh, platform, but we don't necessarily see Joe Blow unsubscribed from you today. It doesn't work that way. No. Um, but at the same time, we can look per video and say, okay, I've got 13 subscribers off of that, just this video. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found that really useful because I can look at it and say, you know what? Well, I have one video, for instance, on Behat. I did a video on Behat. That was when I really started preparing videos uh, as far as uh, SEO goes, right? Because it's very important. I, I do look at, okay, what are their, what are my users, what do my users and, vi- and viewers probably want, right? Um, of course, I can ask them through p- polls and stuff like that, and they tell me. But but more to the point, I do searches of Google, and I say, okay, I'm going to do a video on BHAT. Let me do some searches on, on Google and see how many people are actually searching for BHAT. What is the viability of it? Well, when I was researching that BHAT video, I was getting nothing back. And I was like, oh, this video is going to be a dog. But (laughs) I'm really interested in BHAT and testing my API using it. So I'm going to go ahead and create it anyway. So I created it anyway. And it just blew up. Mm. And I was like, oh, my God, where did this come from? People aren't even searching for it, but yet they're watching the video. And, uh, and so, yeah, I mean, it, sometimes it surprises you, right? Mm. And, and I've gotten more subscribers off of that one and another one about Docker, building Docker containers for development environments than pretty much any other video. Yeah. And, but it just surprised me. And, yeah. uh, but that being said, it does, it does come in handy to do some SEO ahead of time and see, <laughs> okay, how's the video probably going to go, right? Well, yeah. I mean, I have, an, I have another video where I was talking about, uh, you know, uh, about good and bad points of mm-hmm. being a consultant. I knew those weren't going to do well, but I wanted to create them anyways because I was passionate about it. So I went ahead and created them and they haven't done well, but they're there. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you, you just mentioned three little letters there, which, uh, which is so important. That's SEO of content yeah. um, and video creation. It's, uh, you know, getting the thumbnails and the titles and the descriptions and all of that stuff. There is so much involved in, in it is it, not just, you know, talking in front of a camera and getting that right. Yeah. There's, there's also all the other bits and pieces, the admin work that I call it that goes invo- exactly. involved. Um, so what, what do you think is the most difficult thing that you've had to do? Um, it, w- you know, since, since the 25th of January, episode five, um, <laughs> what was the yeah. most, what's the most difficult thing streaming or, or video, uh, hmm. editing or something like that? I think the most the most difficult is just getting a grasp of things and throwing away things that don't work. 
Right. Um, that's probably the most difficult because you're, you know, I'll, I'll create a video or I'll do something. And I do have a couple of videos that I created and I ended up just tossing them. I said, OK, I'm just not going to put mm-hmm. this out. This it didn't go over well. Uh, so I'm just not even going to bother it. And, you, and, and I've spent time on it. I've spent hours on that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's difficult. Yeah. Um, it doesn't happen often, yeah. but uh, but it does happen. And that's that was one of the things that led me to start doing more research ahead of time and figuring out, OK, let me let me do things that will matter. Right. Because I want to do things that will matter. I want to help the most people um, if I have knowledge on a given topic. Mm-hmm. And uh, so. So, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. And and also, you know, at times at times ignoring the comments on Reddit help. <laughs> 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 um, uh, but uh, but overall, I mean, uh, overall, the, the community uh, watching watching the Beachcast videos have been very helpful and very, very positive. And I've, I've welcomed that. And, uh, and it's been great. It's yeah. been great. I spoke with some other people before I started doing the recordings and they're like, oh, no, you don't want to do that. People are so mean. They're so mm-hmm. they're so nasty. We did that and we ended up pulling all of our videos and mm-hmm. just said we're never going to do it again. Um, but I've been fortunate enough that I've really only had a couple people who came in and were being nasty, but they weren't toxic nasty. They were just not as friendly as they could have been. Um, and I tend to be empathetic. So I don't know if maybe that's the difference. Maybe I was empathetic enough that I was like, oh, you know what? I'm sorry. You know, um, I had one person comment on a video just last week Mm. and, and said, oh, you're, you know, these videos would be a lot more helpful if you could cover everything. Right. And you missed this part. And, and I, I, I saw where the person was coming from, but I was empathetic. I said, oh, you know what? I'm sorry. You know, yeah, you're right. I probably should have included that, but, but these aren't professionally done videos. This is me in my office, just throwing things together and trying to do as polished of a job as I can, but it's impossible for me to, to think of everything and to do everything. And I did apologize. I was like, I'm sorry. It wasn't what you expected it to be, or you didn't get everything that you wanted out of it. Um, Right. And then I did explain in, in the comment. So for anybody who sees those comments <laughs> and the responses, I did tell here is what I missed. And uh, so that way it's at least there in the metadata behind the video. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, the comments is something that, um, you know, it, 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 you do get nice comments and you can get awful comments and you can get comments that are come across. I mean, I know you can't really gauge the tone of text not always yeah but, but some comments can seem a little bit sort of demanding it's kind of like you yes know, you should have done this you know where is this and all of this stuff right right um but uh yeah and uh, i mean how how have you managed the comments uh, because the 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 increase of your audience would mean that you would have more more comments how is there do you sort of like pigeonhole sort of like an hour to sit down and do your comments per week or <laughs> Um, that would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> if you had an hour, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I actually don't. I just, I just kind of watch, um, usually in the morning, um, as I'm having my breakfast or whatever, I'll look through and see if I have any new comments. And then, uh, and then after I read them, of course, I, I try to respond to every single one. Sure. Um, I, I love getting the comments. I love hearing from people, um, that, that what I'm doing is, is helping make a difference for them. Um, I, I really value that. And that, that gets my day up, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah right. Yeah. Early yeah. in the morning, I'm having, breakfast and yeah, yeah. I just saved yeah. the world again today. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but that being said, it's, it's, that's when I, that's generally when I do it. Um, occasionally they do come across and I get, I see them because I looked at something throughout the course of the day and I might, I might resp- reply back. But, yeah. uh, for the most part, that's my thing is usually at breakfast is I'm checking the comments that come across. Now, I don't know how I'll do that if it, if it gets much larger right now, I don't get, I get a fair amount of comments, but I don't get that many yet. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I would really like um, to have, and I, I very much doubt this will ever happen, is is for uh, Twitch and YouTube together to allow for markdown in the comments because uh, when, when people send code in comments, it's just it's just a nightmare to try and work work out what. Yeah, no doubt it yeah. is. Um, and you know, fortunately, I haven't had too much of that. Um, so I've been pretty lucky there. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it, it would be nice if they did. Um, you know, it's. I mean, I wish. I wish Twitch would be just become more search engine friendly, right? I mean, right now Twitch is a nightmare. Try to find a programming video on Twitch, mm-hmm. um, you know. And whereas on YouTube, you can search, and the search engine's amazing. Twitch just doesn't have that great of a search mm-hmm. engine for videos. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that 
I think for gaming, it works because it is geared toward gaming. But for programming videos on Twitch, it's not really search friendly. And that's why I think a lot of people just aren't finding content on Twitch related to programming because it's yeah. just hard to find. Yeah, I found that uh, the more I promote Twitch outside of Twitch, the more audience mm -hmm. I get. Um, whereas with YouTube, it's kind of like its own little ecosystem. It exactly. Will, it, it, it will recommend your content if if it thinks your content is worthy of being recommended so yeah yeah well it was only last week that twitch even put a programming category available on their site oh <laughs> don't get me started on that <laughs> so it's called yeah. they called it basic programming i mean yes what a weird title i mean well there's a, there's a programming and a basic programming yeah. i don't know what the difference no. is between those two but at least it's not all just science and technology anymore yeah <laughs> yeah and like if it's if you've got programming and you've got basic programming then how do you define whether you're content that you're putting is, is basic or, or advanced, yeah. you know, it, yeah, it's, uh, it hasn't, I don't think personally, I don't think it's been thought of thought through, uh, well enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it would be nice. And try doing, try doing a search for swole on Twitch. Yeah. It, 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 that doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um, or PHP for that matter. <laughs> or PHP. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, so with that being said, which, uh, which medium of content creation do you, do you prefer? Hmm. So I, I really enjoy, you know, by that you're, you're saying live stream versus real, you know, uh, essentially. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so I think, I think I will enjoy live stream much more. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't yet. Right. Uh, right now, I enjoy creating the content and putting it out there on YouTube as a, as a finished thing, right? Mm -hmm. um, but in the times that I have streamed, and it's been what streaming is intended to be or what it works best as, which is just hacking and, and being fluid and conversating with people and things like that, I think I'm going to like streaming more. Mm -hmm. um, that doesn't mean I'm going to stop doing YouTube. doesn't mean I'm going to stop doing prepared videos. I'm going to keep doing those because I, I think there's a need for those and people seem to really want them and like them. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm going to keep doing that. I'm not, have no intentions of stopping that. Um, I would probably stop streaming before that because streaming ironically takes more work. Mm. Um, yeah. At least for me, for me, uh, because I have to force myself to not be structured. I have to force myself to not get into that teacher role where I'm talking at somebody or, or, or trying to teach them versus just having a conversation. That's difficult for me. Yeah. And, yeah. and also, I'm not, quite frankly, I'm not a fast programmer. I'm not fast at anything for that matter. Um, you know, I, I, always, my, I always tell my wife, she's like, can you help me do this? I said, but yeah, but you have to be patient because you know I'm not fast. <laughs> um, and, and uh, you know, so that being said, that's, that's kind of a challenge, right? When you're streaming, uh, not being fast is a challenge because I want to do it fast so I can show you right now everything. Mm -hmm. and, and then I run, I end up into a situation where I forget things or I miss stuff. Right. Or I just can't solve it. I mean, yeah. last week I, I, I streamed like three or four days and each of those days I got to a certain point where like I'm just stumped. Right. I can't move any farther. So let me go ahead and stop the stream. I'll do this off stream and then I'll let you all know what happened. And it was something really simple, mm. really easy mm. stuff. But mm. it was t it totally stopped me. It was it blocked me from being able to move forward. And it was the, mm. the simplest thing. Mm. I mean, one thing I was using was um I was trying to use slim PHP. I, I use slim PHP in a lot of examples where I'm doing uh, PHP callback scripts and stuff like that because it's yeah. so easy to create it as a function. Um, and the, so I was doing that. And for some reason, it wasn't resolving. <laughs> and I was like, why isn't this resolving? And it, it turns out that I, and, and, and the thing was, as I said on stream, I've been doing this for months and it's always working without a problem. Why isn't this working? And I couldn't figure it out. It was perfect. There was nothing wrong with it. As always, right? Yeah. <laughs> but um, but the thing was, it turned out is, I I typically over the many months that I'm using Slim, I'm typically using PHP's built-in web server as I'm doing uh, troubleshooting and hacking and things like that. Mm -hmm. I'm not using Apache. Right. It doesn't need an HD access because it always forwards all requests mm -hmm. to index.php by default. You don't need a .ht access for that, and the routing is automatically just picked up when you're doing it. Mm -hmm. Uh, as, as a middleware, whereas on the stream, I was using Docker because I wanted to use Docker and therefore 
it, it was Docker uh, using PHP uh, 7.2 Apache. Mm-hmm. It needed the HT access file in order <laughs> to do the rewrite. And that's what I was missing. And it was an idiot thing. It was like, oh, my God, of course I should have done that. But I didn't. Yeah. I, I just didn't think about it because I was too busy on stream and you just don't think. Well, yeah, I mean, you made a very valid point there about bi- being busy on stream. I mean, yeah. there's so much that you have to be aware of and keep keep your tabs on. You know, yeah. not only are you are you coding, but you're you're also uh, thinking about you're debugging. You're thinking about what you're going to code next. You're also engaging with the audience. You're all, you're also trying to talk because when you're streaming, you really shouldn't have dead dead white noise. It, you should well, be, exactly you should be talking all the time. Um, yeah, no, yeah. No, no picking your nose. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. You got you got to be talking. You got to be on. No picking your nose. Yeah. No picking your eyes. Yeah. No, you know, and, and no swearing. Uh, keep yeah. it keep it family friendly. Yeah. All that stuff, and, and n- not to mention also coding. <laughs> and, and then the coding part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I f- I personally find that um, uh, it's tiring. Uh, I find it yeah. qu- quite mentally tiring to do sometimes because when someone asks you a question in the and this sounds like a complaint and I'm not complaining but it's just a reality when someone asks right. you a question in the chat which is unrelated to what you're doing you have to engage you can't just sort of because um with my numbers in in Twitch I I I I don't have enough for the chat just to keep going and going and going because right. I would imagine at some point if that was to ever happen people will be talking amongst themselves in the chat because that I'm not at that point, I'm having to engage all the time to the audience. Right. So if someone asks you a question that isn't related to what you're doing, you have mm-hmm. to sort of switch gears. And it's almost like when someone is, um, you know, when you're, you're in the zone and someone, yes. uh, you know, rings you up or something, and then you quickly come out of the zone and then you try and yep. get back into it. And you're like, I don't know what... Yeah, so. it's like it's like sitting in an office and somebody drives by your desk for a drive-by meeting, right? Right. Um, right for yeah. people who work in an office, yeah. no, um, that's that, yeah, that sounds like a total complaint, and I'm not complaining at all because you know right. it's it's the whole point is to have the engagement, exactly. It, otherwise, it would just be a pre-recorded YouTube video. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it is like spinning a lot of plates. <laughs> yeah, you know, a, a very popular. Um, Twitch streamer uh, in programming, Suze Hinton. Mm-hmm. Um, she's uh, she's one of the most popular uh, programming streamers on on Twitch. Uh, she does a lot of JavaScript, and on every Sunday she does a stream where she's uh, doing open source, uh, you know, code reviews and and uh, and submitting uh, to pull requests and stuff like that. And and I, I saw uh, uh, yesterday I saw a tweet from her where she says, "Oh, I was on stream and I just couldn't get something." And then I got off stream and then uh, sure enough, there was the answer. And, sure. and there's somebody who's been at that for a very long yeah. time, right? Yeah. And it's still, it's still a problem yeah. and, and not so much a problem. It's just, it's a challenge. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and fortunately the thing is, is I think if, I think if you, at least for me this past week, I got to a couple points or a couple of uh, points in my streams where it was like that. And, and I think as long as you explain it to the, to the viewers, they were very forgiving. They were like, Oh yeah, yeah, I totally get it. Okay. Go ahead and hack on it. And, mm-hmm. and we'll watch, mm-hmm. we'll watch your next one where maybe you tell us about it and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so people are very understanding, but from a streamer standpoint, mm-hmm. it's like, Oh my God, I can't believe it. What do I do? And you, and you're nervous, right? Yeah, because yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. it's stressful. Yeah. Yeah. So what's um what what's what can we uh what can we uh uh see in the next coming coming up what's coming up in Beachcast in the in the wonderful world of Beachcast what what can we look for so a, a lot more streams um, I'm going to continue doing uh, I'm going to continue doing the, the the one one video a week on Beachcast as far as YouTube goes because mm-hmm. uh, I enjoy one video a week that's a good number uh, mm-hmm. one one good polished video a week but then I'm going to start I want to get to the point too. I mean, I'm breaking in. I'm breaking in all my streaming stuff, right? All my my setup. I have a uh, an all new setup now. I'm using actually a, a capture card, so I'm no longer streaming from the PC that I'm also using to code. That was a big, big difference. Sure. Uh, offloading the streaming portion of that to another laptop, so I'm still able to to code and everything on my main laptop, right. and the streaming is done over there um, because it's really system intensive. Right. My CPU and the memory usage was just phenomenal. Try opening up JetBrains IDE and OBS was just, uh, it would bring my laptop to its knees. And I've got a pretty beefy laptop. (laughs) 
Um, but now they're now they're on separate things, and I've got a capture card actually sharing this desktop with that one, and it being captured and streamed there. Wonderful! It just makes it so much easier. Um, so I'm going to be doing a lot more streaming, and um, and so so watch for that. I don't know how often yet. I don't know when I'm going to be streaming, and I don't know. I mean, I, I eventually want to get down to a nice schedule where I say, okay, every Tuesday at two two p.m. or something like yeah, that. But yeah. I'm not there yet. Right now, it's just like, okay, whenever I get some spare cycles, yeah, sure, I'll fire up a stream and go. So, I'll, I'll I'll tweet about it and say, hey, I'm getting ready to stream, mm. and. Um, Eventually, though, I want to get it down to a schedule. So that way I have my schedule for my YouTube video release and the schedule for my stream. So obviously having a schedule for YouTube is is slightly, in my opinion, more easier because it's pre-recorded. Yeah. You could create your video weeks in advance, whereas with streaming, exactly. it's, it, I sometimes I find that each week I'm, I'm having to at least apologize once to, because either I'm late or the stream just isn't going to happen because something in life is has thrown a yeah. curveball. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And, and that happens. Um, I mean, right now I, I'd like, I would like to get to the point where I have uh, some, some Beachcast episodes already pre-recorded. Yeah. I mean, I've got tons of ideas. I've got a folder full of my, my uh, ideas mm-hmm. of, of for future Beachcast episodes, mm-hmm. but I'd like to get to the point where I can record all of them in just like a day or two mm-hmm. and then have them and then, and then, uh, you know, send them out yeah. as I, as I tweak them yeah. and not have to worry about, because right now I'm recording once a week and, so, and that gets a little bit tiresome. Yeah. You know, because, yeah. cause you have a couple hours of setup and then you're recording and then you're editing and it's, you're pretty much, you know, sucked most of the day dry, sure. um, you know, especially outside of work hours, right? Yeah. Cause I still, I still have a job. So I still of have course. to perform my job of while course. I'm doing that. Yeah. Um, but I'd like to get to the point where I can spend, uh, you know, maybe a Saturday and just record three, four yeah. episodes and then have them for the next month. So that's, that's something that I, I do. Um, I, I do a, a batch sort of recording on your YouTube. Um, and there are some, um, uh, gains that you can have, you can get from, um, doing things in tandem. So mm-hmm. for instance, I'll have all of my video raw and ready to be encoded. Everything's been edited and then it just encodes the whole lot in a big queue. Um, nice. so I just leave it on overnight and then hopefully in the morning, if nothing's failed, um, then I should have a, 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 some videos to go out. And then of course, when you're doing the thumbnails, you're not just doing a single thumbnail, you're doing all the thumbnails. So you, right. you end right. up in a sort of a, almost a conveyor belt type esque type thing. That's nice. And y- yeah. your mindset is so, so focused on that one particular task. Like, like this hour, yeah. I'm going to do all of the v- thumbnails and, and, mm-hmm. you know, so, um, yeah, I do recommend that, um, to, uh, to, to do that. You do have to then f- plan to do that. So you do have to block out a lot right. of time. So, um, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. A day of videoing. A day of videoing. Well, it's, it's, it's not, it's not just the videoing. It's, it's just, it's, it's the editing as well. It's so all the pieces. It's, yes. all, it's all the pieces. Yeah. So I, I might do like, I I might do uh, a recording of a video and I might, I, I probably won't edit it straight away, but it'll be in the queue. It'll be in the yeah. the next one to be edited. And then I'll yeah. say, okay, I've got five, well, two, let's say two videos and then I'll edit it to both of those videos at once. That um, makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, before we wrap up, there's, uh, you're, you're the organizer of Sunshine PHP. And I, I, I really just want to mm-hmm. sort of ask you some questions about that. Um, because I'm going to Sunshine next year. Uh, again, yes, you are again. My, Thank you. My second time round, which is uh, super cool. I really enjoyed it last time. It was really, really good. So how is the organizing of Sunshine going? So the organizing is going well. I've yeah. got big, huge ideas. <laughs> I don't know how many I'm going to get to do, but I've got big, huge ideas. One of them is that, um, uh, uh, recently, I just this past weekend or past this this past week, I was uh, I was watching on uh, Twitch. They were streaming uh, Nordic JS. Mm. Um, uh, fun, yeah, fun fun function fun fun function. Yeah. Uh, the, the guy who records fun fun function, he uh, he streamed the whole conference. Yeah. And him and a couple other people got together. They were interviewing speakers and doing things. And I want to do that for Sunshine because I saw Ooh. how how much it worked. They had 500 viewers yeah. um, on the, on Twitch stream for that. And of course, he's a, he's a very big channel, so of yeah. course you would expect yeah. him to get some uh, some good viewership. But yeah. anyway, I want to do that for Sunshine. So so watch for more announcements around that because I'm going to organize that. That is awesome. I, I yeah. I'm digging that. 
Awesome. Yeah. yeah, MPJ has an awesome channel, Fun Fun Function. Oh, yeah, he's, yeah. he's amazing. Um, so there's that. Um, this morning, we just sent out our first batch of speaker uh, invitations. Yay. So, uh, <laughs> so now we have uh, a, a, good, a good bit of the speakers uh, invited. Um, still have more forthcoming, mm-hmm. but uh, still more to choose. But, uh, but we did send out a good bit of those. So now I'm just waiting for those speakers to answer back and accept Right. Um, and or just verify that uh, that the invitations uh, accepted, yeah. and then um, and then we can finalize that and uh, and and be on our way. So That's, so yeah, looking forward to yeah, that. Uh, still need some sponsorships, so those will come in as they always do. This is the mid October, so if anybody out there listening, you know, wants to sponsor, you know, the largest PHP conference in the United States, um, specific to PHP, and in Miami in February. Give us a call. <laughs> how, how, how would you like people to get in touch? Uh, so there's a contact form on the, the website, sunshinephp.com. So yeah. just go to sunshinephp.com, go to the contact form and, uh, and send us contact there. And, uh, and I keep, I keep a good watch on those. So, um, you know, so if you want to sponsor or if you just have questions about the conference, what have you, you know, by all means, let us know. So this year I'm, we're doing a lot of things different for sunshine. One, one is I'm thinking about doing that streaming, um, now, I'm not going to stream all the talks. It's just going to stream right. uh, people talking about the talks, people talking about the conference and interviewing the speakers in between sessions, mm-hmm. uh, as well as interviewing some of the some of the sponsors and things like that who are in exhibit hall. Wow. Um, so so that's the that's the thing. Uh, we want people to come to the conference to see the talks, but we're going to stream and we're going to tell you a lot about the conference. So that's so cool. Uh, so, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I'll, I'll leave links in the show notes for the contact form. Mm. Yeah, um, great. Is there is there anything else that you you wish to add uh, in terms of what we've been talking about? Um, <sighs> I mean, we've we've, well, we've we've covered so much ground. <laughs> we have covered so much ground, and I could probably talk for a week. But uh, you know, the problem the problem is never getting me to talk. The problem is getting me to shut up. Um, <laughs> But uh, but the thing is, is, uh, you know, there's just a lot of good things, uh, you know, come out and check out Beachcast on Twitch yeah. or YouTube, both if you want both. Yeah. Um, you know, I have a lot of good content out there. I appreciate all my all my viewers and all the subscribers and any feedback anybody can give, um, you know, come and check us out at, uh, at Sunshine PHP. Uh, if you haven't got your ticket yet, get your ticket because the prices are about to go up. Uh, when we announce the talks, the prices go up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but but it's going to be an awesome lineup. We have an amazing list of speakers this year, this year that uh, that we've invited so far and going to be inviting more. Wonderful. Um, each year, I'm always impressed by the by the speakers and the topics. I remember when um, so I got a tweet. Um, I think it was I forget who it was a retweet. I forget who did it, and it was a retweet. And it was like, I was, I was in the middle of coding and this thing popped up on, on the tweet deck and I was like, right, stop everything. I ran downstairs and I, I said to my wife, what are you doing around blah, 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 this date? Um, yeah. and she said, oh, I don't know. I, I, you know, I don't, I don't normally book that far ahead. And, and I was like, right, do you, you, you like Miami last year, right? <laughs> <laughs> I need to do this now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I, was, uh, I, I see most of the registrations when they come through. Yeah. So I saw you buy your ticket and yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs> I look forward to hanging out with you again. Yeah. You were there last year. Yeah. Yeah. I'll bring the, uh, I'll bring the old camera and everything around. Um, there you go. Yeah, yeah, there you go. I'm looking forward to that. Okay. So before, before we wrap up, there is one question that I ask everybody, um, uh, and I didn't ask you this the first time around because uh, I was still cutting my teeth on episode five. But uh, <laughs> at this one, uh, I'll ask you, and that is if if you could talk to your former self, what advice would you give? It could be more than one and it doesn't have to be a technical thing. either. I think the I think the biggest thing that I would tell my former self is to to just not be afraid. Right. Not be afraid. And when uh, if an opportunity comes up and an opportunity is ne- isn't necessarily where somebody's asked us to do something or something has presented itself, but rather an opportunity in our own mind. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say do it. Uh, you know, I started Beachcast. Uh, you know, it's only nine months ago I started Beachcast and, and now I'm starting to do the streaming. And I wanted to do it a few years ago. Um, and 
I wished I'd done it then because I could have helped so many more people. I mean, that's ultimately why I do Beachcast is not so much for me because I'm not making any money at it. I'm spending my time, my, my, you know, blood, sweat and tears, mm-hmm. uh, you know, doing Beachcast. And, and it's all because I just enjoy helping people. And, and I think that, um, if anybody can benefit from some knowledge that I'm able to share, then I should definitely share that. I should play a part in the community and help share that information. Mm-hmm. And I wished I'd found, I wished I'd taken advantage of that earlier when I first thought to give it a try. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I started speaking at conferences and I started going and speaking a lot at conferences. But if I had started doing videos then as well, um, or instead of whichever, mm-hmm. um, then I, I, I could have done a lot more. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's it. It's, yeah. uh, and, and and it's not just for recording, right? It's not just for Beachcast, but just take advantages of things when they come up. You know, uh, when when I started the user group, I could have started the user group a couple of years earlier when I had originally thought of it, if I hadn't let myself be fearful of it. Um, mm. You know, so yeah, that's it. That's mm. it. Just don't don't be fearful in in all things, even in life. You know. Yeah. Yeah, um, in general, that's some really good solid <laughs> advice there, Adam. Yeah, yeah, I totally, I'm digging that all the way. Yeah, well, thank you very much for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you again. I know that you're incredibly busy, um, but uh, <laughs> thank you very much. It's been been awesome. Thank you. Thanks. It has been awesome. Thank you. And for for everybody who's uh, watching on the YouTube's, thank you very much, and listening on the podcasts. Happy coding, everyone. And I'll see you again soon. Cheers. Bye bye. Before we go, I just want to say that if anybody wants to join the Discord channel, then please do so. Go to howtocopewell.net forward slash Discord. There's channels in there for coding help. There's channels in there for coding challenges, new coders, lots of stuff for programming. There's a nice little community that's building up there. So if you've got any coding questions you want to ask, then do check out howtocopewell.net forward slash Discord. Of course, if you want to support the channel and if you want to get early access to some of these podcasts and the tutorials that I've got on the YouTube channel, then do check out our Patreon account. That's patreon.com forward slash how to code well. You'll also get access to the pro user discord channels and the voice chat channels as well. Thanks very much. Happy coding, everyone. I'll see you again in the next one. Cheers. Bye.